0: Welcome to Haunted Hospitality, Southern Stories Told by Spooky Gingers. I'm Robin. And I'm Zoe. And I have a few stories for you today, but first, Zoe, how's life?
1: Life is great. Mm -hmm. I know we want to talk, just jump into our something something, but I do want to say that I actually, I'm going to self-promo here for a second. Oh, okay. I, as you know, Robin, have become a book talker.
0: Yes, very quickly and very successfully. Yeah, I, yeah. With success. How with about that? Success. With
1: success. <laughs> so I've been doing book reviews on TikTok.
0: We're really close to be speak like looking directly into each other's eyes. Yes, we're
1: sitting right next to each other because I forgot my mic. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing book reviews over on TikTok. So mm-hmm. you can find me by searching either Freak With Glasses or i.zerge, which is Z-E-R-G-E. Mm-hmm. And I actually met a listener slash friend of ours called Gelf. Yes, hi, Gelf. Hello. And we had a whole fun day, and we bought way too many books. And I got to hold Horror Store by Grady Hendrix, which Mm. is a scary story about an Ikea in front of an Ikea. Okay, it's an Ikea Ikea Isn't an Ikea-like business? It's an Ikea-like business so that he doesn't get sued.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but with, like, totally Ikea branding on the cover and everything.
1: The yellow, the blue, Mm -hmm. everything. So that was really exciting.
0: Fun! Well, I'm glad you had that experience, and I'm glad that you are pursuing this TikTok book talk life.
1: Thank you. Mm -hmm us being so close makes it feel so f-
0: I know I actually think I'm not gonna look in your eyes I'm so sorry Zoe stop Zoe stop <laughs> she got really close to my face
1: <laughs> how about you how's your life
0: it's good I'm excited because I am going to DC next weekend to visit a good friend of mine now she's just staring daggers into the <laughs> microphone I'm going to DC next weekend <laughs> I'm going to DC next weekend to visit a good friend of mine and hopefully we will be able to hang out in all the cherry blossom pop-up stuff before the cherry blossom pop-up stuff is done with. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm.
1: So normally at this point, Robin, Mm -hmm. you'd say take it away with our something something. I would. But we're doing things a little bit differently. Yes, because if you guys happen to notice... today today is our two-year anniversary yeah we did we did it we did it we've (laughs) been doing this for two years
0: that's okay that's (laughs) nice i don't even know how to process that but yeah we've been doing it for two years so we wanted to do a little bit of a updated get to know you thing
1: yeah So if you listen to our first episode, please don't. Um, The
0: audio quality. We figured things out a lot better.
1: Listen, every podcast first episode is not nearly as great as its most recent, okay? I don't care if it has two episodes or 200. So (laughs) some things have changed in our lives in the last two years. And while we were listening to the first episode again, and we were just like, well, let's update you guys on those updates.
0: Yeah, let's update on the updates. Um, yeah. and then, so we re-listened to yeah, we re-listened to that episode, or at least I re-listened to the first part of it. When yeah. it got to me talking about Mary the Wanderer, I was like, No, I, I remember. <laughs> um, but we I took the questions that we asked and answered back then and we're now answering them and asking them again.
1: Yes, except we're going to throw in a couple more just because like back then we couldn't say what's your favorite episode we've covered so far when it was literally the first episode.
0: Yes, and also after this segment, which is going to be longer than your typical something something.
1: Because this is a something special. This is,
0: yeah, I forgot we did that. This is <laughs> a something special. I'm going to follow it up with three kind of folktales to to relate this to our other episodes
1: (laughs) hey guys zoe here i just wanted to say real quick if you don't want to listen to the something something because we do get a little bit wordy um if you don't want to listen to it skip to like the 43 minute mark somewhere around there all right well robin do you want me to take it away with my first question specifically for you sure okay so you are the social media manager for our team. Yes. Has there been anything about managing these feeds that have taught you anything and how has it affected you? Yes, actually. So I, one,
0: and th- these are things that I've also sometimes gleaned from advice because I am seeking advice and I'm listening to a podcast called Creatorly, for example, on about how to do social media now. When we started, one, I think social media itself, the platforms have changed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit, actually. (laughs) So, for example, Instagram Reels really kicked off in Mm -hmm. the time since we've done this. And so we're going to be doing and have been doing some more video but some more video that's also not just us with a camera to our face Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a bit more in kind of more involved and at the same time a little bit less involved (laughs) but I the thing I most take away from this is that we should be showing our faces like I think that our social media for us is really about who we are as people and podcasters talking about what we're covering but like especially when we're doing, like, still photos. Mm -hmm. A photo of something is not going to get a lot of traction, but, like, a photo of us, it does. So, really, social media is so people-focused right now.
1: Yeah, so what you're saying is our faces are so beautiful. It's going to bring people to listen to our podcast.
0: (laughs) Exactly what I'm saying. But, no, really, I think social media (laughs) right now is a way to just connect to people. And then, also, people really appreciate authenticity on social media and by authenticity i don't mean like have typos in your caption or have a blurry photo (laughs) i mean like don't stylize everything i really i think what i learned via our social media is actually quite similar to something we learned early on with podcasting Mm -hmm. i think you and i thought that the tone of this podcast would be a lot more serious than it ended up being because you and I are incapable of being serious <laughs> together for any longer than a spate of maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think I was like really leaning on our social media and being like all black and white photos at the beginning. And no, no, just have some fun with it. Yeah. So that's what I've kind of taken away from for our social media.
1: Well, that's a very profound answer.
0: Thank you, Robin. No, oh, I try, you know. Okay, I have a question for you now. Yes. Okay, so Zoe, you mentioned in episode one that And That's Why We Drink is a podcast that you love. Uh I know that you started their catalog at the beginning and were determined to just, like, go episode by episode through it. After two years, where are you?
1: (laughs) After two years of listening to And That's Why We Drink, Mm -hmm. I listened to episode, I'm on episode 317. Out of they're releasing 320
0: tomorrow. <gasps> You're so close. I'm so close. <laughs> That's so funny. I and you don't listen to other podcasts.
1: Like I'll listen to our friends' podcasts. Yeah. I'll listen like I'll listen here and there to other podcasts, but for the most part, if I'm listening to a podcast, it's and that's why we drink.
0: You are the most dedicated listener <laughs> I've ever heard of. Really, I mean, good job to you.
1: Thank you. Good job
0: to you. Thank it's you. a real feat. So <laughs> let us know when you reach
1: it. I'm, I'm I'm almost there. The
0: question, the timing of that question is so good. Then I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have seen them live. I did see them you live did. once, and they are se- started their second tour recently. And I wasn't able to make any of the spring tour showings because by the time I knew the tour was happening it was all sold out, mm-hmm. but they're going to release a fall tour and I definitely want to go to that. Are they
0: just constantly on tour? Basically. Okay. Well, good, for them. Yeah. good for them.
1: So uh, my second question from you for you, excuse me <laughs> the rest of them are for, from you. Uh-
0: <laughs> I came up with most of the questions so we came up with a couple that
1: were specifically for me. <laughs> So you've often mentioned, including in the first episode, that you've ping ponged across the southeast, yes. specifically Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Yes. Which state feels like home to you?
0: I'm gonna give you a non-answer. Oh. I'm gonna try to suss it out while I'm talking to you. How about that? Okay. I get certain feelings when I go across the border. Okay. To dip and they're all different feelings. When I go into Georgia, I feel a bone deep Yes, this is right. Okay. Uh, and that's where I live from ages like two to almost ten. So yeah. that's where my first memories were. My childhood was there. Big state for me. <laughs> South Carolina, whenever I come back to South Carolina, because for the most part, South Carolina is my home base. Yeah. I feel a relaxation. It is not bone deep, mm-hmm. but it is like, oh, thank God I get to sleep. Like, <laughs> oh, thank, oh, thank God. I had a great trip. Now I'm ready to go to my bed. I'm ready to just curl up. I'm ready to, I'm approaching my house. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's there's a certain amount. And there's also like, I, I'm lucky enough to have like uh, people in mul- in like all of these different states. However, most of my support system is from South Carolina or in South Carolina currently. And that is part of that just kind of, being able to drop your shoulders and go, like, "Huh, oh, I'm, like, I I can breathe out, you know? Right. And that's a huge part of it. North Carolina is a little bit of a different feeling. When I enter in there, I'm excited. Okay. And I think it's usually because late... It, it's usually because I'm on some sort of trip, like, like, going to a fun place, or I'm on, like... I felt the same thing when I was in grad school, though, and going back. Okay. I think I just like it there a lot. (laughs) I don't so when I say like which is my home, I feel like ultimately the answer is South Carolina because of the people in South Carolina. Oh. Yeah. However there is part of that people You are part of that people. You are. However when it does come to like place Mm -hmm. and maybe where I see myself in the future, I would I feel like I would like to live in North Carolina again at some point. Okay. I really do. Okay. I think I would like to do that. There was also some sort of relief with that excitement, too, at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So the answer is, I don't know. But, like, probably South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that South Carolina should be my answer. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Oh, I have another question for you. We established, oh, this is so related. We established early on that you don't feel Southern. Mm -hmm. Has the way you identify or don't identify with the South changed at all over the last two years of hosting and producing a Southern podcast?
1: So I do have to say that I know a lot more about the South now than I did.
0: If you didn't, that would be a problem.
1: Yes, <laughs> and I, I, I hate to say this, but ah. I've noticed that when I'm editing, I have noticed that frequently when I'm getting more excited or my my voice speeds up, I slip into slight Southern <gasps> accent. You do? I do. Oh, and my. I think my normal speech pattern is a little Southern. Uh Uh-huh. However... Uh Uh-huh. I refuse to say, y'all. Still, okay. Still. And I don't consider myself a Southerner. I consider myself a nomad, and I don't plan to stay in the South for the rest of my life.
0: I don't really see you in the South. Like, you could if you wanted to. Yeah. But, like... You you don't have an attachment to the re- to the region itself, you know? Yeah,
1: and my mom has already said that she'd follow me wherever I go. I mean oh, that's now, nice. now that she's has a boyfriend, maybe that's a little different. Yeah. But...
0: also sorry to your
1: brother. <laughs> He's he was planning on going <laughs> everywhere anyways. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, I do not consider myself a southerner. However, I do understand that to some people my accent is southern. Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't think that my accent was terribly Southern until I was regularly interacting with a group of people who were mostly not from the South. Yeah. In which case, my southernness was made slightly more apparent. And also, when I'm mad, my accent Southern. (laughs)
1: Like, as somebody in the South, I feel like both of our accents are pretty neutral. Mm -hmm. But when you compare it to, like, a Boston accent, we sound like Southern hicks
0: southern hicks <laughs> i also will say that when i i have family that has a more southern accent than i do yes when i am around them i will s- slowly get to sounding more southern
1: yeah I, whenever i go up north and visit my family i slowly get their accent too well accents are amazing right? they really are they really are okay uh, so the next series of questions we're both going to answer. Yes, we are. So the first one is, do you believe in ghosts?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this is the hardest question for me.
1: Not me. Yes. My answer is yes.
0: <laughs> okay. You you are yes. And I listened back and I was like, okay, so we you answered yes and you gave some... Paranormal experiences that you had had. Yes. I said, I want to, but I still gave some paranormal experiences <laughs> that I've had. I seriously had an episode where I talked about my ghost in like dorm experience in USC that, like, I've had friends be like, yeah, I think that that was haunted. Like, I've had friends tell me, yeah, I saw something. And I woke up, something shaking my shoulder. And I'm still like, I don't know, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I just. I think that I have some cognitive dissonance about it. I think it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Yeah, there's a ghost right there. That used to be a person, and now they're a th- they're, they're a ghost. That is hard for me to wrap my head around, and yet when I am like telling a story, I'm like, "Oh, that place is haunted. <laughs> There's a ghost in that photo. Oh, she saw what now? Like, I in, in specific in specific instances, I'm like, "Oh yeah, totally." But I feel like on the general, it's so hard for me to say yes, and it's hard for me to say no. Hi, this is Robin. I believe in ghosts. <laughs> There you have it on tape, <laughs> okay, Zoe, so but yeah, that's where i that's where I'm at. There's okay. cognitive dissonance, and i I still want to I just there's also like sometimes there's explanations beyond it, and sometimes there just are no explanations that make sense other than if there's a ghost right there, yeah yeah i I'm surprised I'm not a yes by this point, by all accounts, I should be
1: uh-huh,
0: I think that there is just something in my brain
1: that won't let you.
0: Yeah, but it's also not letting me say no. Huh.
1: I wonder if your true core is like yes, ghosts are there, but your religious trauma. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm getting.
0: Well, I I don't think if anything like I I almost feel like the religion aspect would be like yes, there's more ghosts. Really? I almost feel like the religion aspect of me would be like, "Well, yeah, there's ghosts." Um because I mean, re- religion constitutes like, you know, an Involves the thought of afterlife.
1: Yes, but doesn't that say like your soul immediately goes out of this world?
0: Yeah, I mean I haven't <laughs> gone through all that. Basically, I think like the part of me that's like no, lo- like the part of me that's shutting down ghosts is like science says we die when we die. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So I don't know. My answer is I don't know. Okay. I still want to. I'm st- I'm the same. Except I've seen much more evidence. That they exist. And also, I have, in detail, gone through my own experiences. Okay, so next question I had, and this is a follow-up. Yes. Have you had any more paranormal experiences since we started the podcast?
1: Yeah, so I have the two spirits in my apartment.
0: Oh, yeah! I forgot about
1: that! So, if you haven't heard, there's two spirits in my apartment. One is a man- I believe he's sometimes there. He's not very frequently there, but he'll show up when I'm alone or when I've been still for a while. So, if like either I'm alone or if Kari's in his chair and hasn't gotten up or moved in a while and I'm sitting on the couch and haven't moved or gotten up in a while, that's when I'll notice him.
0: How do you notice him?
1: It's usually just a feeling. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time, it's like I am reading or on my phone or something. And I sense something coming up to me, and I look up expecting to see Kari there, and there's nobody there, but I still feel that feeling like there's somebody right there. And then as I'm, like, looking around, it'll go away. Mm -hmm. And there was actually one time where I was taking a shower, and I legit thought I heard the door open and close, and I thought that somebody was in the bathroom with me. Mm-hmm. To the point where I called out Kari's name, and then I moved the curtains back, and there was nobody in there. And then I asked Kari afterwards if he came into the bathroom for anything, because the toilet paper's in my bathroom or whatever. And he's like, no, I've been gaming this whole time.
0: Huh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then the second spirit is a cat, mm-hmm. and I believe it's Toe's. And if people don't know, if you've listened to the first episode, I used to have a cat named Toes, but he passed away because he had a heart defect we didn't know about when we adopted him. Mm -hmm. And then we got soup shortly after him. But there's been a couple times where I have had something brush up against my leg and I'll look down to create soup and nothing will be there. Like, soup will be sleeping in the other room. Yeah. And most recently, actually, the night before last, I was turning off all the lights in the house, and all the lights were off, but Robin, you've been in my apartment. You know how many lights we have, even when the lights are off. Yes. (laughs) And so...
0: Your heart is not dark. No. Somehow. It's never
1: dark. (laughs) We have, like, night lights and blue lights and screens that don't turn off and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And there's street lights on the street that glow into the house. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was in the living room and I see. So, I'm in the living room facing the kitchen and I see a cat, legit a cat, but it was all black shadow run from the kitchen to the bedroom. And I was like, oh, Soup has pre bedtime zoomies like she always does. And then I went to turn around to do something in my little office area and. Soup was laying there on her little bed next to my desk. Mm-hmm. And the way that dark shadow ran, there was no way she would have been able to get to that spot, lay down and like sleeping. Yeah. Before I got over there. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. toes. And it's worth um, noting that his ashes are kept on the bar stool next or on the bar yeah. in, near the kitchen. So. I love that. Yeah. What about you? Any experiences?
0: So, okay, I was going to say no with a little bit of a caveat, but actually first, there's a possible yes that your thing just reminded me of. And it's recent. So, thank God I really don't think this apartment is haunted. (laughs) That really would have just set me off. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't handle that. However, it might be a tiny bit haunted, but in an okay way. So this honestly, I've noticed this several times. When I'm upstairs, I have two bathrooms. I have an upstairs bathroom. When I'm upstairs, usually this is a morning or nighttime situation when I am like washing my face, I'm brushing my teeth. I'm there for like a little bit in front of the sink. I feel something. Sometimes it's on the back of my leg, like my calf. Sometimes it's on my toes, it's always, like, around my toes and my leg, and I always look down, and I'm like, oh, is, one, a spider crawling on my toe? (laughs) Or is, two, Remy brushing her tail along my legs? Because she will do that. Yeah. And I look down, and most of the time it's not Remy. This morning I was doing it, and I looked down, and I was surprised to see that it was Remy. So, actually, I think I have a ghost cat that I did not bring here. (laughs) Perhaps I do. I mean, like, that's just... That's...
1: That would be so funny. <laughs> I have another cat. We both have ghost cats. Yeah, we both
0: have ghost cats. But your ghost cat is your ghost cat. Yeah. My ghost cat is like a ghost cat that just h- stays here.
1: Yeah. Okay,
0: baby, I take care of you. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but yeah, I really, this has happened several times at this point where I just look down and I expect to see Remy and I don't see her. And then it happened to the point that I didn't expect to see her and it was her. Yeah. Which makes me think like, okay, perhaps, perhaps there's something to this because it feels like a cat.
1: Yeah. Like you genuinely look down expecting to see your cat and then it's not there. And you're like, yeah. "What?"
0: It's like when I feel the thing on the back of my leg, it's the height of like a cat's tail. And when I feel something on my toes, I look down cause I'm like, okay, well, what's that thing? But honestly, beforehand, I would think that it was like Remy sniffing my toes. Mm-hmm. Cause it, I kind of felt like that like whisker. It, it, it doesn't, it feels like a barely there touch, okay. a barely there touch. But yeah, this happens just a lot. Now, my other answer was that this is not a haunting experience; it's a reevaluation <laughs> of some, no, no, it, it's yeah, it's not a reevaluation of a previous experience. Okay, it's a reevaluation. I think I talked to you about this. That I will always be reading like these haunted things. Which, by the way, I would like to caveat: I don't doubt that things that we cover are haunted in and of themselves. I, again, it's cognitive dissonance. <laughs> I'll be reading it, and I'll be talking about it. And I was like, well, they felt like they were being watched. And I was like, why does everybody include this? Don't we all feel like we're being watched all the time? And then I realized, oh, no, that's probably not a thing everybody feels. That might just be, like, a me and haunted people thing. So, And I, I, I I'm not terribly paranoid about it, but, like, at night... When I am getting ready for bed, when I am turning on the lo- off the lights, I feel like I am on display. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am performing something. I feel like I am almost not telling somebody I'm going to bed, but I almost feel like I am signifying to somebody that I am going to bed. And yeah, Remy's there with me, but I honestly don't think it's her. <laughs> and that has been just like my whole, like that, that's, that's been like a long held thing. I don't know if I've ever not felt like
1: that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's just weird. <laughs> Maybe somebody's watching me.
1: <laughs> it's me. It's you, Zoe. I, I knew it. I bugged the apartment.
0: I knew it. Um, do I ask the next question? No, wait. I asked uh, the paranormal experiences one.
1: Okay. So what do you think a ghost is?
0: So I am actually so glad. I, I know I came up with a question because I listened to the last episode, the first episode about it. I'm so glad I also listened to my first episode answer because I forgot it, but I really like it, Uh which is the kind of gola perspective that a ghost, like, that people are made up of, like, a body, a spirit, and a soul, Mm -hmm. and that the ghost is the spirit. It's not the soul, and it's certainly not the body, and I almost think that that makes more sense to me in a way that I could, like, wrap my head around it better because, like I said, it's hard for me to believe, like, yeah, there's a person there. Because I don't think that a ghost is like a whole person. I don't think that there's a person with all the experience that they've ever been through there. I can, however, perhaps wrap my mind around part of a person. That makes much
1: more sense to me. Yeah.
0: And what about you?
1: I actually really like that because the analogy that I had in my head, because my previous answer was, like, memories. Mm -hmm. But honestly, we've told so many stories where the ghost is just too aware for that.
0: Yes, yes. Like, there is interaction happening.
1: Yeah. So, I'm like, you know the analogy of if you... Okay, maybe you don't know this. But (laughs) (laughs) it's like if you download a person's memories their every memory they have and then you upload it into a computer is that computer them um no see it's a it's a but they have all their memories why wouldn't it be them and so it has the same personality it has the same memories it thinks it's them because it it's just like your consciousness was transferred into a machine but there's another you standing there saying no i'm the original one And then you look down and see your body is made of metal and you're like, oh, crap. And so it's like, that's kind of how I feel ghosts are. And it kind of goes with the mind, body and spirit kind of thing, where I feel like it's not necessarily the memory of you, but it's all your memories, but you're conscious, but you're kind of in this limbo zone where you're not always conscious and you can't really decide when you are or are not.
0: That's interesting. It almost sounds, I even though there's interaction, it almost sounds like the agency is taken out of it. Yes. like that's what's missing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and a body. A body is in a body. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is my next question: Are you ever scared of the stuff that we covered?
1: So yes and no. Okay. So I have a different kind of scared than some people might. So to me, there's two different types of scared. Hmm. There is scared in the moment, but you're perfectly fine once you're not talking about it. And then there's the scared in the moment, or maybe not scared in the moment, but afterwards it affects you. Yes. Yes. So I'm scared in the moment, you're telling the creepy stories, and I'm like, oh! And then, but I go home and I cook dinner and I talk to Carty about his day. So it's just like, it scares me, but also it doesn't affect me. Okay. What about
0: you? I get scared. So, but like not by everything. Yeah. I get scared in the moment and sometimes that doesn't transfer to after. However, sometimes it does. Like I've had things, and this is not solely when I'm researching things, but it is especially because you are experiencing that story in a more in-depth way. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm researching something particularly scary, I might leave my light on when I sleep for like a few nights or so. And then there's also just like certain topics that have stuck with me. So, like, the hat man really scares me. One, as just, like, a thing that could be supernatural and exist. But two, I really try. Like, sometimes I've been, for whatever reason, thinking about the hat man shortly before I go to sleep, and I have to jolt myself out of it because I know that I am capable of sleep paralysis, and I do not want that to spur something in my brain to make it me have sleep paralysis featuring the hat man. Not saying, like, he would actually be there, but saying, like, my brain would make that happen. Because I also have nightmares sometimes about, like, horror movies I've seen. I, like, watch funny videos in order to make that not happen. I leave my light on in order to make that not happen. I do get scared. And, in fact, I was really scared the first night... The first night I was here in this new apartment, we recorded here. Yeah. And you left me. (laughs) And... that was a scary episode and I was like okay okay and then there was one moment here that I was really scared because I was in the upstairs bathroom and I was washing my hands and I usually when I'm washing my hands like at night or something I avoid looking in a reflective surface because I don't want to see anything behind me that's one of my biggest fears And I looked in the faucet, and it looked for a second like something was behind me. I later realized, okay, okay, that wasn't what I was thinking. Like, I identified what it actually was. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes these things scare me, Zoe. So so you don't get scared in a way that sticks with you.
1: No. Good. (laughs) Good for you. Good for you. Okay, the next question. What are three big changes that have happened in your life since we have started the podcast?
0: I got hired on full-time. I moved into my own apartment and I got a car that was better than the car that I had before by a long
1: shot. Woo! Yes. What about you? I got soup.
0: Yes. I got married. Yes.
1: And I started working from home.
0: Those are three great things. High five. (laughs) What is the biggest thing you've learned from making this
1: podcast? So honestly, I know this is probably not the direction you thought this was going to go, but my love for editing, audio, and mm-hmm. video. So I have always loved that. I would even took a class for media technology. And Robin, you remember, I was the video editor for Randomosity.
0: Oh my god.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> Which we're not going to talk about. Oh god. So like, I've always loved editing, but it wasn't until like this podcast where I was literally doing it weekly that I was just like, yeah, this is where I kind of want to try to find some professional work. Yeah. Yeah. What about you?
0: The biggest thing I've learned in this podcast, this comes from the studying of history that has gone mm. into it, but basically humans have been weird for a long time. <laughs> uh, people are incredibly weird, and it, it just stretches back. And, like, for example, the haunting of the Surrency family, when hundreds of people just went to this one house because they heard it was haunted, and because of the custom at the time, they had to, like, host them and, like, give them tea and stuff. Like, that's weird. Yeah. And there's just... So many things that happen, both in the more historical episodes, both in the now episodes. And people are just weird. Everything is weird. And honestly, when it's not weird in a bad way, it's kind of reassuring. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. In addition, what is an unexpected way this podcast has helped you?
1: So I've actually connected with a lot of people through the podcast. Not just like listeners, but also it'll be like, oh, what do you do for fun? Oh, I have a podcast. What's that about? Haunted stuff and uh, true crime stuff. Oh my God. Let me tell you this story about when I saw a ghost.
0: I wish that would happen to me.
1: This happens <laughs> to me so frequently.
0: I need people to tell me their personal ghost story. There's That's what I live on. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to get that connection. So, yeah, so what about you? So this was a very specific incident instance, but the podcast came through to help me so much. I had to give a 45-minute presentation for work once that mm-hmm. terrified me. And the podcast really, like, prepared me to talk 45 minutes straight about something, taught me the pacing that I would need, the cadence, how to format it. Like, I was able to do that only because of the podcast. Yeah. If I hadn't had that, I would have been a disaster. And I was already a wreck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. What are your three favorite episodes we've done?
0: So, okay, 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 okay. It was so hard to narrow down. Uh-huh. It was so hard to narrow down. One, I, I ended up going with the ones that I had. There's different reasons behind these. Yeah. One of them was The Queen of Voodoo, Okay. which is where we covered Marie Laveau. That was one I did research on. What I really liked about that is because I, I was able to cover the history of Voodoo, the misconceptions around it, and I was able to gain a better understanding of it and hopefully give our listeners a better understanding of that too. And that's something that I really wanted to be able to do with this podcast. And so I was really happy with that episode. Another one, and this is probably a surprise. I put this one in because I had a really fun time recording that one with you. The Pyromantic Poltergeist of Bladeboro, <laughs> North Carolina, because you and I have fundamental differences and beliefs around poltergeists. And it was just fun debating it. Yeah. I had a great time recording that one with you. And this next one, it will always have a special place for me. It's The Haunting of Poplar Hill. I mm-hmm. love that one. I loved re- recording it. I loved talking about it. I loved researching it. That was like, when I did that episode, I was like, oh god this is amazing like I just I was just like this this is this is such a great story and I was just so glad to be able to like talk about it and I was so happy with your reactions whenever (laughs) I scare you in the moment is great I'm also going to do a quick honorable mention to the gray man the haunting of the old house woods and Lake Lanier yeah okay Okay.
1: my favorite I'm sorry I know I specifically said I wouldn't do this but my favorite my (sighs) top favorite (laughs) Is episode 14, The Lizard Man. I'm sorry. We have
0: our go-tos, you know? Yeah. We have
1: our go-tos. My second favorite, it's technically two episodes, but 60A and 60B, The Haunted Hospitality's Guide to Ghost Hunting. Yes. That was my favorite, just because I feel like it just sets a baseline, you know? Yes, now
0: we're like, okay, if you don't know this, go back to there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the my third place is actually a tie, mm-hmm. so it's between Haunting of Poplar Hill Mm. which is episode 17 and one of the most recent ones you've done frights in the wild part three that was a good one episode 101 (laughs) that one's like my favorite of yours
0: thank you thank you what are the three scariest episodes we've done in your opinion
1: frights in the wild part three yes 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 (laughs) black eyed kids episode 38 yes Lake Lanier, episode 47.
0: We are almost exactly on point. Okay. Almost. Okay, so for me, the, th- the three scariest episodes we've done are Black-Eyed Kids. Uh-huh. Terrifying. Brights in the Wild, the latest one. Okay. It's a scary one, y'all. And for me, Poplar Hill. Okay. Um, Lake Lanier. I didn't find all that, like, it, the, the ghost element wasn't.
1: No, not nothing. the ghost element. Just the idea that there are hundreds of people that go to a beach every single day where there's dead people, there's a good chance you're going to die, and people don't find the body.
0: Yeah, that's, okay, that's a real, like, that's actually, like, a concrete reason to be scared. (laughs) I would also like to give an honorable mention to the Crescent Hotel. Mm. That's my favorite hotel that we've done. And that's also, like, one of my favorite episodes that we, like, to record yeah yes. who asks
1: the next one Uh... what are
0: three places we've covered that you want to visit
1: (laughs) so I know this one's really recent but episode 102 the Loretta Lynn oh I did that one too I did that one too so that one yeah i would love to take a tour and maybe even camp there like can you camp there yeah oh i said that in the podcast I'm, i can't remember everything <laughs> and then the next one it would be san antonio texas okay just because we covered it in so many episodes just like hit up all the spots so in episode 93 there's the emily morgan hotel in episode 96 it was the alamo in episode 72, you covered the Our Lady of the Lake University. I was about to mention that one. Yes. And in episode 64, I covered the San Fernando Cathedral and La Llorona. So I have a couple more places in San Antonio that I want to cover. So it's just like, I we need to go to San Antonio.
0: There's something in the water of that city.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one I want to visit is the Crescent Hotel in Eureka oh, Springs, Arkansas. Honestly, all of the hotels are on my list of things, places I want to go, yeah. but the Crescent Hotel I feel like is the spookiest.
0: It also just from the outside looks like a really nice hotel too, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I, I'm also, I want to go there too. So okay, my list is Loretta Lynn's Ranch. Okay. Pugin's Porch, and this one is actually easy because yeah. we're really close to it. I have been before. I did not go to the bathroom, I think. What?
1: There's a Pugans porch in Columbia now.
0: I don't know if it can count.
1: I know, but <laughs> okay. I just wanted to let you know. I, I do want to go there, too.
0: And I don't think I went to the bathroom mirror, and I want to look in the mirror. Just because, like, there are so many accounts of people looking in the mirror and seeing and, something that shouldn't be there.
1: And I can guarantee that there will be one Zoe in the mirror.
0: Ah! That's the name of the episode. Actually, oh my god, can we do that? And then can I get a photo of you in the mirror? Absolutely. For social media purposes? Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you. And then the other place I want to visit i really really want to go to the devil's tramping ground
1: yeah i feel like that's one we always say so that's why i didn't include it on my list
0: i gotta still say it i mean like it's still the truth though yeah i still want to go there i want to camp in the circle yes i want to hear the tramping i don't actually want to hear the tra- oh do i i no. do. I do.
1: <laughs> all right robin what are three things you want to cover in the future
0: I want to do a more holistic and depth look into the Charleston City Jail because beforehand I only really covered the Lavinia Fisher of it. Right. I would like to just cover everything. I would probably also glance at Lavinia Fisher because you can't talk about it without talking about her. This is also in Charleston. I want to do the Battery Carriage House. Okay, yeah. And then I'm going to actually change my answer that I prepared for the third one. I want to do something akin to Frights in the Wild. But that is more about living in rural places because Frights in the Wild is mostly like, I might include your house if it's literally in the woods and you are only surrounded by woods, but there's, in my hunt for, in, in the search terms I use and stuff, I found a lot of things that are like, oh, well, I live in this rural area by some woods and this terrifying thing happened in my house or my grandmother said this terrifying thing and genuinely... Let's do some rural episodes. They're out there. Yeah. Okay. What about you?
1: Yeah, I wanted to cover the Menger Hotel in San Antonio, Texas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I've covered the St. Augustine Lighthouse in Florida, so I want to do the St. Augustine Old Jail.
0: Oh, I didn't know they hadn't. Oh, wait, wait, was that the fort?
1: I don't think so. I
0: think it must have been.
1: Have you covered the fort?
0: I've been to the fort.
1: Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I, I've only briefly looked into it. I okay. just know that it's in St. Augustine, so it's probably haunted. <laughs> probably, most likely. And then another one I want to cover, there was actually a Lifetime movie that came out this year about it, and this is the story of Kara Robinson. She was in her friend's garden in 2002 in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and she got kidnapped, and in 18 hours she was able to escape from her kidnapper. And she led to him being arrested.
0: Oh, I actually know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I I've heard that one before. She is a very fascinating story,
1: and I would love to cover it, especially now that the movie's out. Because I'd love to take the notes on it and then watch the movie and then and do- see what they like embellish. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Awesome. That sounds really great. What makes the story scary?
1: To me, it's the unknown, and I think that's why the Black Eyed k- Kids in the Frights in the Wild stories get to me because there's like this sinister threat where all the people involved, to their core, know that something is wrong, but they don't know why. They just get this feeling, and just the idea that there are creatures out there that we inherently, as human beings, get this instinct. That they are not to be messed with, despite the fact we have not seen what they can do, makes me terrified to think of what they can do.
0: Oh, Zoe, that is so... I'm getting chills as you said that. So I would just like to say, we are twins on this, because my answer was mystery, comma, something you can't quite put your finger on. We And also, like, the Black Eyed Kids and Frights in the Wild are the scariest. To me. Yes. Which, I mean, I think the reason behind that, too, is, like, these are, like, people who are telling their stories or sharing their stories because it was just a singular terrifying moment, and they
1: need to, like,
0: get it out,
1: you know? Yeah, like, we're not reading a news article that uses their journalist speak to
0: Not their journalist speech, and there's nothing, like, there's nothing to gain from it right this is not like a and and no offense because like i love a good haunted hotel the next same anyway <laughs> this is not like a haunted hotel where it's like well you know this be like really good for for our customer base if like we actually said that this was haunted mm-hmm. there's not like a chance of that yeah. I, I just love it i just love it
1: next and this is our last series of questions yeah so do you want a rapid fire like how about that way we don't get confused and stumble over things you just read all the questions
0: okay favorite color Purple. Orange. Favorite pastime? Reading. I didn't prepare this. Listen to podcasts. (laughs) Cats (laughs) or dogs? Cats. Dogs. Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Coke. Oceans or mountains? City. Oceans. (laughs) Podcasts or books? Books. 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 Movies or TV? Movies. TV. Instagram or Twitter? TikTok. Instagram. (laughs) Cooking or baking? Baking. Cooking. Manicure or pedicure? Manicure. Manicure.
1: Woo! We did it. Woo. Great. Okay. So 48 minutes later. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> Everyone, if you stuck through that, thank you. I think I might put a note in the description and be like, you can find the folklore at minute 48. I'll, I'll also put a
1: blurb <laughs> at the beginning.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 All right, everybody. I have 3 stories for you. That we're going to blaze through. No, we actually kidding. I'm probably going to make them a little bit brief. Okay. <laughs> we have 3 stories for you and my original thing was to make them folklore. However, there is a weird amount of historical basis for the first one.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm not saying the story hasn't built since then, but actually no, this all happened in the history. I'm not saying people weren't lying back then, <laughs> but I'm saying that this was documented. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, Fairfield County, South Carolina, was apparently used to having witches. Ooh. Yes. Nobody really worried about them, they didn't really mind them, as the magic never seemed to be used for malicious purposes. However, that changed around night not 1972, 1792. When Man- the
1: firebenders attacked.
0: No. When odd behavior started coming from local women <laughs> <laughs> and these women said that they were being possessed and also there were cows who were dying. Okay. So, by the way, this is a hundred years after the Salem witch trials, though, of course, it's not at all in the same region. But four people were being accused of being witches. All of them were elderly and people had kind of I almost want to say, like, normal witch accusations for three of them. It was, like, hypnosis and performing rituals. However, there was a chief, quote, witch um, (laughs) who was named Mary Engelman. She was around 70 years old, and the accusations about her were more weird and more specific. So, for example, she was accused of morphing into a panther in order to hunt, and she was accused of transforming two men on two separate occasions into horses. Good
1: for her. Good
0: for her. In both cases, she got on the horse and rode it to wherever she was going to go with them.
1: Amazing for her.
0: I honestly like her so much. <laughs> um, so according to the testimony, this on the first incident... I don't know which in which order they happened, but on the first one I'm telling you about, this man with the last name of Collins was hunting a deer one day, and his rifle wouldn't fire. And he immediately was like, ugh, witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> and he put silver into the rifle, shot at the deer, and he says the deer disappeared, and there was a black cat there instead that had a hurt front leg. Oh, I know. And the, the black cat went away. He was like, okay, I guess i won't." Shoot to kill the black cat. I think the notion was that the silver turned the creature back into what it was, or at least what it was in one stage ago, because two or so days later, Mary Engelman approached Collins. And and she had a hurt hand. Her arm was in a sling, and she said angrily that he was the reason she was hurt. Ah. He said that sometime after she confronted him, she turned him into a horse, (coughs) and that... She got on him and that while they were riding to a gathering of witches, the devil moseyed on up beside them and said, and this is according to the Witches of Fairfield, L.C., an article by Lee R. Gandy in Fate Magazine, which was published onto the blog Esoteric Columbia. He said, the devil said, quote, (laughs) Mother Engelman, you have a splendid horse. And she replied, ah, this is that rascal Collins.
1: That's hilarious. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> um,
0: and this is, she was also accused by her son and her grandson of witchcraft, which is not great. Her son said, and this is, I'm, I'm not a fan of this, but I'm also not believing that she did this necessarily, okay. but I'm not a fan of this. He said that she asked him if she could have one of his cows, and he said no, and she levitated the cow and let it fall, and the cow broke its neck.
1: I know. Ooh. I
0: know. I know. I'm, I'm choosing to believe that's not real.
1: Yeah. Okay. Especially since it comes with a woman levitating a cow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, <Zoe>. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah. There's actually so much levitation in this story. Her grandson said that she turned him into a horse. This oh. is horse number two. And then rode him to an orchard where she was picking some apples. And apparently while he was a horse... He was trying to eat some of the apples that were in front of him on the tree, and she straight up punched him on the side of the face (laughs) while he was trying to eat some apples. And apparently, she had a really good arm because he was like saying, you know, that hurt for a while (laughs) while he was a horse. And I'm like, I don't... I have no idea what was actually going on. What was happening? I can't even because why are two men and a grandson and he's like he she clocked me like why would he say i don't know i
1: don't know that's amazing
0: next case of accusations from some local women rosie henley and her sister claimed that mary had put a spell on them and it caused rosie to levitate up to the ceiling in a way that four men were trying to pull her down from the ceiling and they couldn't and the sisters both had bite marks on their bodies and splinters. They were stuck with pins. Okay. And then another woman said that Mary had made her throw up hairballs that had pins in them. And this woman also had pins and spl- splinters on her skin. Okay. We know all of this because the town's approach to this issue was, okay, well, let's nip this in the bud. And they had a witch trial. Yeah. Except, like not through the legal system. Of course. Of course. So this happened on, like, some sort of outbuilding on this guy's land. His name was Thomas Hill. He lived near Winsboro. And they had this at night, and it it did have a jury. Thomas Hill was the judge. I don't think he was a judge. (laughs) I think he was the judge for Uh this illegal case. And this is not how courts were supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. However... These people all testified. The stories that I told you were, like, people testifying here. And Mary... I can't quite remember if, like, the documents... I don't know if, like, this was all recorded there, but it was, like, recorded, I think, by a guy who was, like, familiar with everything. Okay. And Mary and the others, after, you know, all the testifying happened, they did not have defenses in the trial. They did not offer a defense. And so they were found guilty, and the thing is, they were punished in really crude ways. They were flogged while hanging from their wrists from the ceiling. And keep in mind, they're all elderly. Yeah. And I saw one source, or maybe two or something, say that, like, they burned the soles of their feet off. However, I also, the one that I saw that seemed to be the most in-depth source did not say that. Okay, And ultimately, they were able to crawl away from the property and almost all got away Easily, except for Sally, who was one of the other three people accused. She was knocked down, and a man put a log on the back of her neck so she couldn't get up. But the next day, someone found her and took it off and helped her out. Okay. And Mary ended up trying to sue them for what they did, and she found a minister who ruled in her favor. But only one man, and it's not the judge who probably should have been the main person they went after, but only one man involved in the trial was ordered to pay her five pounds. But he skipped town before he had to do it. Of course. Mary did live into an old age, and there is a possibility that she's a ghost in the Winsboro courthouse, with the thought being that she's there because she never got a fair trial in life. Okay. I don't know. But, like, that's just weird. Yeah. That that
1: happened. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the witch trials themselves are all terrible, horrible, no good, very bad, but...
0: Yes. But, like, I'm still trying to figure out the reasons behind how the accusations came to be, because that's not... Is that a misunderstanding? Did you think she turned
1: you into a horse? Did Th- they ate some shrooms, I guess?
0: All of them? And we're like, you know who sucks? Mary.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Mary. had a little lamb.
0: My jaw hurts. Because Mary hit me. Yes. Um, okay. Next one I have to tell you is a little one. This is about little. Mermaid Point. Okay.
1: Ooh, that sounds fun.
0: Yeah! This is a section of North Carolina's River Network, and it's aptly named Mermaid Point. And it's an hour inland in Chatham County. Chatham? Chatham. Chatham? Chatham? Chatham. I think it's Chatham. Okay. Sorry to North Carolinians, I used to know this. It's where two rivers, called the Deep River and the Hall River, combine into Cape Fear, which eventually, an hour later, leads out into the ocean. So back in the 1700s, a town named Lockville was settling around this juncture, And a place in the town called Ramsey's Tavern opened up, and this was still in the Deep River Territory, but it was close to that juncture. And Revolutionary War soldiers during the war would hang out there a lot and drink. And afterward would be milling on back home when they would look out into the Deep River where Mm -hmm. a sandbar stood out. And on those nights, again, after drinking, they (laughs) would see mermaids on the sandbar brushing their hair with their fingers. And these mermaids were having a grand old time. They were making a ruckus. They were singing. But according to legend, they didn't want people to interact with them. Because Uh the war soldiers would be like, hey. (laughs) Um, They would try to say things to them. Uh, Sometimes they would try to approach them. And the mermaids would go back under the water. They didn't want anything to do with them. And I have a funny headcanon about this being like, well, okay, what if they weren't mermaids? What if they were just women in the town wanting to hang out? Didn't want to go to the tavern where all the men were, and then we're hanging in the river, and then the guys would try to say things, and they're like, "Oh, we got to go back under <laughs> <laughs> to get away." But the theory that the men had was that, oh, maybe the women, the mermaids, are so far from the sea because they didn't want salt in their hair. They wanted to swim up to the fresh water where they could, you know, wash it out of their hair. They could comb it out of their hair,
1: and then go straight back into the salt water.
0: I guess. Um. Well, there was also another theory that perhaps. Because the British were occupying the coast near where the river opens up to the sea, they were scared. However, I don't think that, like, these had political affiliations, these mermaids, (laughs) So I I don't know if they felt terribly threatened by the British.
1: Gotcha.
0: (laughs) And eventually, people started to not see the mermaids anymore, possibly because the tavern was flooded and closed, possibly because the river flooded and it covered the sandbar, possibly because there weren't any, (laughs) and... Eventually, the town emptied out. And also, one other reason that could have happened is because dams were built in between Mermaid Point and the ocean. So they They wouldn't
1: be able to swim up.
0: I'm sure that's it.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's the reason. Yeah. You know how mermaids love to be around people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And this next one this next one kind of scared me some. Ooh. This is the three legged lady. I'm going to put a content warning for suicide in here. Okay. This is an urban legend. And this was recommended to us by our listener, Abby. 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 So this is near Columbus, Mississippi on a place called Nash Road. And from what I've seen, it seems to be like an Earl section of the of the road. But, I'm sorry. What are you doing? I'm gnashing my teeth. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. <laughs> and it's in a spe- this happens at a specific section of the road, If this means anything to you, between the address numbers of 2662 and 4548.
1: Oh, yes, that location.
0: I don't know if I'm talking to anybody in Mississippi. <laughs> it might be there. But people will sometimes go to the ruins of an old church off of Nash Road, and they will honk their horn three times with their headlights off. And then, as it... As one does, a three-legged lady is supposed to appear, hit the car's roof, and then the people in the car end up speeding away, as, as I would too, and she runs after the car, <laughs> sometimes hitting it as she chases it. Uh-huh. And when they lose her around a sharp turn, which is generally what happens, they will sometimes see handprints on the car from where she touched it. Okay. Yes. So there are different versions of the origin. Of the three-legged lady. One of them says that this woman was living out by Nash Road looking for her daughter who had been kidnapped, possibly by a satanic cult. And she never found her daughter alive, but she found her daughter's leg.
1: Oh, gross.
0: Yes. Yes. I This is folklore. Yeah. Like, okay, just so you know. Um, yeah. But she, like... Attached it to herself? Yes. It seems like she sewed it onto herself.
1: That's gross. That's gross. So she had
0: three, yes. So she had three legs, and she was still there looking for her daughter's body, and today she is believed to haunt the road while still having her daughter's leg on her.
1: That's terrible. Yes. She probably died from whatever shock and sepsis came from sewing a dead person's leg to her. It's
0: generally not recommended. Yeah. In each other version of the story, she also sews a dead person's leg onto her. One other version is that she was cheating on her husband with a Civil War veteran, so this version must stretch back or at least place her far back. Her husband killed her lover, pulled his body down the road. The leg fell off during this, Mm -hmm. and the wife later found the leg, sewed it onto herself, killed her husband, and ultimately committed suicide. Uh that version of the story and then there's one more version where it was her husband who was cheating on her Mm -hmm. so she killed him and sewed his leg onto her then when everyone in church found out about it they were going to tell the authorities and so she burned down the church
1: with everyone inside it couldn't have just been a birth defect like they had to sew a dead body onto that's what the stories say. That's okay. what the story said. You said this was in Mississippi. Yes. I'm judging you, Mississippians,
0: <laughs> for coming up with this. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. People come up with twisted things all the time. So okay. So I saw a place. I saw this website. It's going to be linked. Where a local named Dylan said that he performed the ritual by going to the church and like it, it's it's really just the foundation of a church that's left, and he didn't quite see the three le- naked three naked lady. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious.
0: Three naked lady. I think I got confused with, like, you know, the band Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. He saw the Bare Naked Ladies running after
1: him. Just <laughs> to some people, that bit. wouldn't be a nightmare.
0: So he saw... Um, Let's take oh your pitch God. down a
1: couple octaves. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: Too funny. So he... Like I said, he didn't quite see the (laughs) three-legged lady, but he definitely saw something out there on Nash Road. He said that he and his friend were out there, performed the ritual, you know, honking the horn, and when a dark shadow appeared and then became a white mist moving toward their car, he said that, you know, they sped away, the white mist came toward their car, they got away, and eventually got out of the car, and they saw that there were handprints on the side, which goes with the legend, the lore
1: of it. Um, she just wasn't feeling up to it that day. She didn't want to formally compose herself. And when you talk about three legs, I mean, that's a lot. That's like... That's a, a whole
0: extra leg. It's a whole extra leg. This is a lot more work for a ghost or whatever she is. <laughs> um, however, I do want to warn everyone, don't actually do this. And the reason I say this is because People I... live s- there? Yes, but it, it's not like the road is private property that I've been able to find... But I saw numerous comments where people were saying, like, there were a lot of sharp turns, the area is prone to flooding, their car got stuck, and Dylan also said that when he was out there performing the ritual, somebody shot at their car.
1: Oh, dang. So actually,
0: really don't go out there. Yeah. This is not even, like, a for legal reasons thing, like, for your safety. I yeah. would actually not do this ritual. But I do want you to know
1: about it. Yeah, you probably don't want to be, like, speeding off around a sharp turn when you think you're at night. running for your life at night. I'm assuming that the ritual happens at night. Yeah, I'm assuming. Why that. would you do it during the day? Because you don't want to be a dick to the people sleeping in the houses?
0: I guess so. But, I mean, if you're going to, like, go ahead and summon a three-legged lady, I feel like that's not the biggest of your concerns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but those are my three stories.
1: Well, thank you so much, Robin. Thank you and so happy right. to your anniversary. Happy to your
0: anniversary. I like to call it our pot anniversary. Oh my
1: gosh, our pot anniversary. Happy to
0: your pot anniversary. Happy you. to
1: your pot anniversary. We should have gotten a cake.
0: Yeah, we should have. I stole some of that ice cream that you gave me. You left here.
1: <laughs> Maybe we can have that after.
0: Maybe we can have that after. All right, everyone, thank you for listening for two years. Woo! Woo! If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, subscribe, review, tell a friend and Subscribe to our Patreon
1: patreon.com
0: slash hospitality. For just $3 a month, you get a new episode with us.
1: Yes. And it comes out on the 13th because we are spooky. <laughs> also, if you want to, actually, before I get to that, thank you to our most recent uh, Yes! Oh, subscriber. my gosh. Subscriber. <laughs> Hold on, I'm pulling Sierra. it. Up. Sierra, Sierra, yes. yes. Thank
0: you, Sierra, for subscribing. We really appreciate you.
1: Yes, but yes, it comes out on a, on the thirteenth because we're spooky. If you want to see Robin's sources, you can head over to hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. If you have your own spooky story or for folklore that you know about, you can write to us at hauntedhospitalitypodcast@gmail.com at or you can slide into our DMs.
0: Yes, we are on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at Haunted Hospitality. You can also find us on Twitter at Haunted House. Hope to see you there.
1: Stay spooky! (sighs)